We're recording, I think. TPC, 1.31, for 6 p.m. Eastern Time. What's the date? God damn it, I never... I... Seventh? Is it the 7th today? TPC, 1.31, July 7th, 2024, 6 p.m. Eastern Time with Paul Whitcomb. And today, we are talking about Stealth War by Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, which is an unsettling book is 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 by the former head briefer of ccp actions to the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and former b2 spirit pilot and he has pointed out based i mean it's a seven hour audible listen for anyone that nice background for anyone that's listening it's put it on one and a half speed it's a five hour listen so it's nothing for audible books it is holy shit. It is. It made me realize, I think probably more than anything else, just how much it's not Democrats versus Republicans and how much it needs to be USA versus CCP. It. Yeah. It. Mitch McConnell's wife's father? Is it. Was it Mitch McConnell's grandfather? father father-in-law holy shit is in yeah. bed with the, with china holy shit fuck mitch mcconnell holy shit and i used to make fun of cory booker because he had that this is my spartacus moment uh-huh. cory booker helped put it uh put an end to to uh what's it called ccp taking advantage of that of um of counterfeit leeway so one as much as i identify as a uh, republican well, you were glitching in and out of reality. I know it. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Holy shit, fuck Mitch McConnell. And as much as I used to make fun of Cory Booker, props Cory Booker for, for helping put a, a a tiny one, but a blade in China. Dude, it is... Yeah, it's it's... It's what I always imagined it was. And it's... They are this slow, creeping... Just very quiet, very like, oh, innocent me. Nice. It's it's crazy. It's oh god, god damn it. Okay, I thought I wasn't recording. Never mind, we're recording. So are we recording? Yeah, 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 we are. So I I, I completely forgot. Uh, this uh, podcast is available on Spotify. That uh, the link will be in the sticky to the top comment and in the description. It's also available on BitChute and DTube. DTube, I can only upload so much data, so the video quality and audio quality is much lower on that, so that explains that, but on BitChute and YouTube, it's, it should be um, higher quality. But yeah, so Stealth War by uh, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, it's it's this sort of, I don't know, part of me is very cautious because it's like, am I just getting riled up? Am I because this happens all the time where, you know, people do have agendas. I don't know who this guy is, Robert Spaulding. It's so I part of me is gets angry about China, but part of me is also like, hold on, let's let's examine this. Like, what's an agenda? What am I getting riled up to hate a new enemy? Am I, you know, every day there seems to be we only have 10 years left to live because of global warming or because of this new super virus. And it's. It's like, hey, man, like, choose your apocalypse, right? It's, they're all around. So part of me is like, 
if this if this was never in my mind prior to this week, maybe I shouldn't go too balls deep into it. But Paul, I haven't let you spoke one, uh, speak once. What are your thoughts? I think that you're right about one thing, and that was his statement that we only have about three years to turn this around, and if we don't, it's hopeless that the Chinese are going to take over the world. We've heard that so many times yeah. with, oh, Manhattan will be under the water by 2000, and mm-hmm. Miami will be under the water by 2005. And anyone who makes those kind of predictions, I take as a grain of salt. But yeah. the general thesis of this book that China is hiding in plain sight to take over the influence, the military power, the economic strength of the United States is absolutely real. There's no question in my mind. I think I sent you a link the other day about it, totally independent from the Brigadier General's book, was very much related. Uh, and it's, it's real, it's going on. It's going on in the South China Sea right now with two American supercarriers. Steaming through the South China Sea and the Chinese saying, well, you're only here at our pleasure because we could sink you at any any moment. What a great difference it is from back in the early 2000s when the Chinese were flexing their muscle about Taiwan. And we sent in a couple of aircraft carriers or or an aircraft carrier and the independence, which I think was a was a uh, amphibious assault ship. And they backed down because they had they knew they were totally powerless against that kind of power it's not the case anymore this general seems to think well the 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 chinese have totally neutered our armed forces i don't agree with that but yeah he's certainly got more knowledge about it than i do yeah no and yeah absolutely I, i mean i have zero military experience but also just from my own kind of window looking into this the one thing i think is like I think it's probably good to think that if you're in the armed forces. I'm sure, you know, if you're LeBron James, it's you don't think about like, oh, I'm so much better than everyone. Like the reason why these guys are superstars is because they not a lack of confidence, but rather they don't think that they're superstars. And that's why they're superstars, because they don't think they're they're good enough. They don't think their defense isn't good enough. That That's why you get these Tom Brady's, these Michael Jordan's, these Mariano Rivera's. So I imagine it's probably good to think like that, to think that our adversary is at the door because that's what keeps you a sharp blade. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't agree with the in three years because I think this book was written a couple of years ago. I could be wrong. 2019, I think it was. Okay. Released. Yeah. Okay. Last year. All right. And I don't think that we are as fucked as humanly possible. But I think that China is a growing swelling threat that as someone that was born in 1990 so i can't say reminds me of but reminds me of what i imagine it was like in the 50s when an iron curtain has descended that's kind of what it feels like you got to match them all over the world and it's it's not that we're going to go nuke them it's that like the like the Soviet Union is like we need to match them in every country in terms of aid in terms of like fixing global markets counterfeit satellites space navy army industry it does i mean it feels like the only way that you can fight this the only way that you can combat it is a, a cold war and feel like we're going into cold war too which is that was the article i sent you i think maybe yeah. yesterday about 
the fact that China and America are now engaged in Cold War II. Mm-hmm. Also called and the New Cold War. The New Cold War. At, and one major difference, though, is we don't have the tripwire of the Iron Curtain where the armed forces of both sides were lined up mm-hmm. facing each other. Yeah, just in East and West Berlin. We don't have that. So maybe that allows us to step back. Now we have proxy versions of it, of course, in North Korea, South Korea. The South China Sea maybe is a little bit more direct, but nothing like it was with that Eastern European NATO versus the Warsaw Pact constantly ready to attack each other. But otherwise, in an economic and a technological, sociological, a cultural standpoint, it's every bit as much of a Cold War, I think, is the one that I've already been through a yeah. portion of. Yeah. What we need is another Reagan uh, to, I think the book laid out kind of everything Reagan did yes. to counter the Soviets economically, culturally, uh, and, and he did it amazingly well. But you know, until Trump came along, none of our presidents seemed to be aware or wanted to engage the Chinese threat. Yeah, and it's it's not something that can be kicked down the kicked down the road any further. I don't think, and that's not a that's not a call for war. It's not we got to take them out now. But yes, our call on what it is. It's you know it's you've always heard. Oh, I've heard my entire life because that's where I grew up. Is like you know the Soviet like that that boogeyman no longer exists. All right. The big competent nation is no longer there. We're fighting these wars in the desert. Okay, sure. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think, I think it is a a growing. It's a thing that is getting bigger and bigger, and it's. No, I don't think that if we don't stop them within three years, the USA is done. But like the Soviet Union, I think this is something you got to take head on, and. In order to beat them without firing a shot, it could very well take a 50-year standoff. It could, and we have an election that right now, anyway, looks like it might go to Joe Biden. I know Joe Biden is doing what he can to convince everybody that he's the tougher of the two candidates on China. But come on, if your son has been put in charge of a billion dollars of Chinese investment money. Do you think that would influence you at all? Yeah. Your decision-making? I mean, and this is all CCP money. This is not like it's just a Chinese company. There's no such thing. It's just There's no such Chinese. thing as a Chinese company. There is CCP. That's exactly right. And, and you know, I when I posted this book on my Facebook page <laughs> – I mentioned that Biden's son had been the recipient of that kind of dollars and that Biden had actually flown him there in Air Force Two. Yeah. Absolutely a misuse of public funds. In Illinois, we would call that official misconduct. It's a felony. Uh, A guy who is a keyboardist in New York City, a professional keyboardist, who I just know because I met him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one time, just said, man, you're so full of shit. I'm, I am wiping your excrement off my page. I don't even know who you are, and just, you know, just went off on me because I said this about Joe Biden, and it was all factual. 
but the importance. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Not at all. It's just that people don't want to hear it. Either they hate Trump too much to listen or that this is their candidate and that's where they're going and they don't care. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, a lot of ways, the way the candidate relates to China is the most important issue. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. But even that ability right there to have that discourse to, I don't agree with this, I'm going to wipe the excrement off my whatever, that freedom itself will no longer exist. Right. He in the shadow of this monster. We wouldn't have had that conversation. No. And it's, and I'm trying to look at this less as only Trump can fix this because just as if you were saying only Biden can fix this, you're instantly with that statement going to alienate half the people for admittedly our own cognitive dissonance. I am as guilty as anyone. Say bad. Oh, no, that's just fake news. Trump is good. It, 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 so I'm trying to step outside of that, just I guess for my own personal growth, like, okay, what other ideas can I entertain? And I'm trying to look at it more as like, okay, I have my preference who wins the election, but I'm trying to look at it as what can be done regardless of who wins the election. If if Biden wins, okay, like let's get behind him and be like, okay, what can what can be because it doesn't help if Trump doesn't win and we go, oh, we're fucked. That doesn't do anything. So you got to take whoever whoever's the you know the analogy that the country is a 747 and the pilot is the president. It doesn't matter if your pilot didn't win. Whoever's the pilot is the one that's flying this fucking thing five miles above the earth, a hundred miles an hour shy of the sound barrier. Like you gotta, you want the pilot to be good no matter who. Doesn't matter if you hate him. Ha ha! I hope he crashes into a mountain, bitch. You're forty feet behind him. It's so. What? How? How is this met? Whoever wins, Biden, Trump, whatever. How is well, this here's met? An example. I mean, you know, this is this is a, a nine-headed hydra here. There are so many problems, culturally, economically, militarily. There is no one simple answer. But one of the problems that has now been addressed is this postal treaty, where uh, we agreed that we would charge no. What was it? Four dollars for postage. Four pounds of postage would be super cheap as long as it came from China. Yeah. And therefore, it was more expensive to buy a product from New York than it is to buy it from Beijing. More expensive to ship a package from the White House to the Capitol building than it is yeah. for to go from Shanghai to New York. Right, which is costing our Postal Service $175 million per year or something like that. And, and funneling untold billions of people to buy from Chinese junk suppliers on Wish rather than from America. I mean, now, now I, my understanding is Trump has announced that he is pulling out of that tree, which is a huge thing. Um, and, and that's that's one example of how we do it is, that's what, I'm not a Trump fan, but one thing I like about him is he does not let people push us around. Yeah. And, and he's, he's getting rid of this thing. Yeah. It's a huge advantage for China. I think you. I can buy this product, and the shipping is practically free. Yeah. From China. Yeah. Um, but there are so many imbalances. Uh, what about this? Twelve million 
containers are unloaded from China into the United States per day. That was the most stunning statistic. And how many inspectors do we have in mainland China? How many are we allowed Four. to search 12 million departing containers per day? I think it was 30,000 per day, 12 million a year. Okay. Let's still, yeah, it still, 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 it's insane. It's each, each inspector have to, has to look at something like 8,000. What is it? Yeah. yeah. About 8,000 containers. And they're not allowed to. Four not- people. I mean, and we just assume because they're ISO compliant that it, it contains whatever it contains. Yeah. And what, what is wrong with us? And it's, yeah, it's. I was trying to think like what it, the only way it kind of hit me I was thinking I was like what is the only way you can fight this and I thought you maybe you just have to take a page out of China's book maybe you just got to fight China as China maybe you got to start stealing all their shit maybe you got to start attacking them economically you got to it's the only you can only be as good as the world allows and I mean I think you got to take some like radical moves I think you got to tell like every u.s corporation hey like there's like a one-year window you can completely uh like step out of there and like the taxpayer will subsidize all that money you can't get out on the agreement that you do not go back there and it would just be apple tesla whoever and it would yeah it would be a big oh another bailout for the rich yeah i get it and i'm not i'm not a, a lawmaker but I think you'd have to offer some incentive like that. Like, hey, you have how many, you have $104 billion tied up there, company A. You come back before January 1st, 2021, and you sign this throughout, you know, with, that, with threat of, of penalization that you won't go back there until 2100, you will get $104 billion. Like, straight up, one time forgiveness. I think you'd have to do that once and you'd just have to eat that cost because I think it would in the long term probably save 10 times that. You know, there's another thing we're forgetting and that is this book really paints two pictures of China and it doesn't give much attention to the other, but it, it, it shows the aggressive, the hyper growth, the hyper extension of their influence. But it, it also talks about the soft underbelly, which is something like $46 trillion in, in debt that the Chinese Communist Party has outstanding, which is a fraction of their gross domestic product that is way, I mean, way out there. I think ours our debt is what, $24 trillion or something like that? Yeah. China's is forty-seven trillion, and 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 their economy is only thirty-seven percent the size of ours. Yeah, it's so, you know, and they've got they've built hundreds of ghost cities. Yeah, ghost cities the size of Philadelphia, New York, yeah, that have apartments Zero. and high rises and, and and amphitheaters and movie theaters and grocery stores and all empty. Empty, yeah, not a empty. light on at night. And we all we financed all of that. Yeah. That's all American money that's pouring into China that we can't get back out because they don't trade the yuan in the international market. So they can artificially inflate and continue the, the value of their money, but we have all this debt sitting over there. 
and they don't call in. They don't have a foreclosure system over there like we do. Yeah, rolling you know, loans. I don't see our mortgage. What happens? A rolling loan gathers no loss. Exactly right. Okay, just get to it when you can. Yeah. This is the Chinese system. Maybe we need to tighten the, the reins on the money that's flowing in there because none of it is coming back out. I think you have to shut it off entirely. I think you have to. I don't think there's any other way to do it. There's two ways to do it. Global thermonuclear war or meeting them on every front. Yeah. Well, if one of those fronts is we got to shut off American investment in Chinese corporations that are, for example, the, the company that's building their new nuclear aircraft carrier yeah. with American dollars, American investment money. What would you have thought if your grandfather made his fortune by investing in one of the German arms manufacturers during World War II. You mean like the Bush family? Like <laughs> very much like that, yes. No, no way. It's wrong. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And that's, and that's what I like about Brigadier General Spaulding is it's, he is very... What word am I looking for? Careful and repetitive in saying that, like, you have to respect this enemy. He's like, they are beautifully orchestrating this. Like, hey, the Nazis are the worst people ever. How they were the worst people ever was executed beautifully, strategically, like a machine. Yes. You have to respect the enemy. And that's what they are. It's not just stupid China. Dude, they they know what they're doing, and they're doing it so slowly and methodically. And it's just, it's just they're just moving forward a millimeter a day, but they're moving forward like a glacier. Once they take that millimeter, it is not, it's, it will not see the, the it will not see sunlight for the next ten thousand years. It is just moving slowly, but surely. And when I had those two nuclear fusion scientists on. Uh, Justin Ball and Jason Parisi, who are Oxford new, Oxford graduated nuclear fusion PhDs who wrote a book on Amazon. I've had them on here twice. I cannot remember what episode it is. But they talked about ITER, I-T-E-R. I can never remember. But it's the International uh, Fusion uh, Research Center. And it's somewhere, I think, in France. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to up- unlock fusion. And... China is building their own, and they also have people there. They're the only ones that are just building their own. And I remember saying it to them then. I was like, hey, isn't that a wake-up call? I was like, nothing's going to make the United States build our own fusion research center faster than go, China has one? Okay, we need 10. It's, but like, I've, yeah. where is that America? Where's that, where's that, that post-World War II where, hey, they're doing this. All right, we're going to do it 10 times better. Okay, cool. You shot a little, you shot a trash can into orbit. Fuck it. We're putting men on the moon who are going to play golf with an American flag in the background. Suck my dick, Soviet Union. Where's that? Where's that energy? Where's that? Instead, it's just, oh, you think China's taking over the world? You fucking racist. Where is it? The problem is we can't involve the private sector in any kind of technological work now because universities and and American corporations are so heavily infiltrated by Chinese that 
they would be there to steal whatever it was that we came up with. You know, if DARPA were to reach out and say, okay, Honeywell and, and, uh, Burroughs and AT&T and IBM, we want you to build a quantum computer that's going to beat all quantum computers. The Chinese are so heavily, not, I'm not saying those particular companies. Yeah, but they're you know, embedded, yeah. Yeah, but but they are because they, they throw away money. What was that example in the book about a guy that retired from, it wasn't yeah, skunk, what was, uh, was One of the, yeah, one of the, one of the. McDonald Douglas, maybe. And offered him 10 times his salary. Ten times his salary. Just nothing. And thankfully, that that man's a goddamn patriot and said no. But you bet he is. Yeah. You fuck bet yeah. He is. But how do you do it, man? Do you got to So I was thinking, you know, it's always you always got to take the simplest way. You know, the simplest way to do this, that, the other thing. How are we going to beat Japan? What if we just unleash the power of the sun on them? Like, how do you beat these people that revere their leader as a god? you literally bring the power of God to them. It's, yeah. and how do you do that? You do it with a Manhattan project. And right. so what I was, and yet we now know the Soviet Union had individuals in the Manhattan project, literally there, Klaus Fuchs, oh, yeah. the Rosenbergs. It's, yeah. so yes, it will happen. But I was thinking, what's the quickest way to this? Do you meet them on every front? Okay, we got to get them with rare earth metals. By the way, China controls 90% of the world's trade, but they only have 30% of the world's rare earth metals. So like, okay, but um, that, that's a whole different tangent. Do we meet them on every single one of these? Another statistic, China used more concrete between 2012 and 2014 than the United States used between 1900 and 2014. Holy oh fuck. If you're gonna build 150 New York cities, that's an amazing amount of concrete, but what do they have out of it? What, what, what's what's the, the benefit from them of having these enormous ghost cities, which no one has ever seen, which is also fascinating? Um, but what's the benefit to them of that, of having enough empty apartments? What did they say, 64 million empty apartments? Yeah, it's, well, I, I mean. For the whole country to move in, right? Well, the benefit of it makes sense because they have this physical property, whereas money is a social agreement and it's ones and zeros. It's not real. So it's like, it's like I, I think America having a $21 trillion debt, unlike most people, I think it's one of the most brilliant things. So what have we done? You've given us 20, whoever's holding our debt, and then we built a military with that money. How are... Yeah. How how are how are the loan sharks going to send their muscle men when all the money they loaned out has been put into making muscle men a hundred times bigger than yours? So it's, oh, I think that's a that, that's a whole nother podcast. I think I think uh, America's debt has has been our most brilliant move ever. We've built the biggest military in the world. So when you come knocking one day, we say, all right, fuck off. You know, we no longer recognize money. Whatever. What are you going to do when we have all these tanks and aircraft carriers? So yeah, that's what their ghost cities are is they are i think they're prepared for an inevitable when we no longer recognize each other well when we no longer recognize each other all the ones and zeros in the trade and all that that's just all light on fiber optics you know it's real is there 64 million apartments so but i guess but what value do they have if they're literally empty for the do you have them for your people for your 1.4 billion person ccp army 
this and and it I mean for such a a, a brainwashed and um um what am I looking for? God, I'm just going blank today. Compartmentalized nation, basically compartmentalized nation. They mean that looks good for you. Hey, CCP, Big Daddy, new apartment. There you go. You're welcome. That just that just makes them more loyal to you. But so I was thinking, you need a silver bullet to. So, point of me saying is all this is: Do you want to meet them on this this rare earth metal, these concrete, this trading, these shipping containers on in online on on forums in the university on blah 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 everything under the sun biomedical technology? Do you want to meet them on all these fronts? And I was trying to think, it, you got to find the simpler front, and it's. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the uh, was it Mao that said he realized that Russia trying to control everything at an atomic level didn't work? The better way to do it is you just find the, the big incentive and then just tug it the way you want, which is why capitalism works. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, what is the simplest thing you can do? And the only thing I could think of is I think you have to – I think you got to get – to quantum supremacy. I think you need to build a supercomputer that is not slightly ahead of theirs. I think you got to jump forward a hundred years in computing power with artificial intelligence and use that against them. And I think that's the only way to do it. And so what you what you're saying, I know I haven't let you spoke is I think we need a Manhattan project for God tier AI. I think that's the only way you're going to take them on that or global thermonuclear war or a 50-year face-off. I think it's one of those three. End of rant, sorry. Assuming that we do win the 5G war, you know, they're building this, what is it, the Road and Belt Initiative? Belt and Road Initiative, BRI. Yeah, all around the world to connect infrastructure, both electronic and physical, with all of these third world countries to build their 5G structures which means if China controls the data, China controls those economies, China controls those people, and it gets right into the whole social credit score, which is a terrifying concept that actually is in place in China. If we don't win that war and we don't become the main purveyors of 5G technology for the developed world, then our chances of doing what you suggest, I think, are very, very slim. Yeah, it's... I, I, like, I don't... Part of, me, part of me loves to believe, like, an idea that, like, you know, Big Daddy Uncle Sam, he's got it all under control. Like, it's all part of the plan, don't worry. What China's doing... Like, them being powerful, like, they're falling right into our trap. Like, I want to believe that. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to believe in the benevolent, you know, superpower structure elite? I, it is no, I don't, I don't think global thermonuclear war is a, is an option. I think that was an option when we were the only ones with nukes. It's, that's not an option. I, I don't see how you can convince people that we need to do another cold war. Because now you just look like a warmonger to, oh, woe is me. We're just China. We're just a developing nation. It's, I think you got to, I think you literally need like an air gap surrounded by a Faraday cage. You need something that makes NORAD look like a fucking campground. And you got to build, you got to bring in Apple, uh, Dell, Oracle, IBM, 
And you literally need to do like a, with Raven Rock. You need to do like Eisenhower with those czars. I think it literally yeah, needs to be like. The problem, the, uh, not to interrupt you, but yeah, I, no, no, yeah. The, the problem is right now what's going on in America is it's very unfashionable to be patriotic. I know. And so you're asking all these companies whose income depends on their favor with the public to do something that's very unpopular, which would be to ally themselves with the with the U.S. government. I think you got to bring them in. I think you got to read them in and be like, hey, you don't need to make a social media post about this. You can still make your fucking profile picture a rainbow and say, hey, we stand with you, company, whatever. I think you got to bring them in, read them in, very realistic. Hey, this is this is what's going on. And your profits will not matter when you no longer own your big flashy penthouse in L.A. because we are now we are now owned by China. None of this fucking matters. And it's honestly, you probably just got to give them an irresistible. You got to give them a fuck. You got to go China on them. How much money are they giving you here? This will stay top secret. Here's a guaranteed ten billion dollars in bullshit contracts for the next century. It's you got to do something like that. And not only that, you got to bring it in. And it doesn't matter if they're embedded with CCP agents. You got to compartmentalize this. Like, you got to make the Manhattan Project look like an open source thing. Like, you got to. I just don't see how else you do it. I don't see how else you do it, aside from physically going to another planet, Elon Musk. I don't know how you do it. Well, we need to bring in someone like Elon Musk who not only has the technical understanding, but also is an unabashed patriot. I am nauseatingly pro-American. Yeah, Elon Musk. exactly. That's what we need. And you're not going to get that out of Tim Cook um, or any of these other woke uh, IT giants. You're just not going to get it out of them. They're all very globalists, and, and that's why they are as wealthy as they are. I don't think Bezos is going to do it either. I, I think I think they are woke because their models say that that's the most profitable thing. I think if you brought them in and literally gave them a, you know, special access program clearance and showed them what they were, if patriotism became the new profitable thing, I think that's what they'd be. I think it's all front, woke or patriotic. I think it's just, I think it's whatever they think will make money yeah i think you almost kind of like scare them straight like well, that's what the the woke movement has done they're they're so afraid people are so afraid to say anything that goes against that particular gospel yeah uh, and it's not cool to be patriotic it's not cool yeah, to love your country getting fired because their mother-in-law said something that was not politically correct. But on the other hand, I walked into Menards, which is kind of like a Lowe's or a Home Depot, and a guy walks by me with a, a shirt with huge letters, fuck Trump, front and back. Like, you know... It's your freedom, though. It's a beautiful it, thing. It, it is, and that's perfectly okay. And he would get all kinds of pats on the back for that. But... I just I'm afraid that there's not enough patriotism left to do what needs to be done. I think there is, if I may optimistically and respectfully disagree, I think there is. 
I think that there is a thin coating on top of wokeness and banning any patriotic view online that gives the impression that there is no patriotism. Because if everyone, it's like, you know, you release a poll that says candidate A can't win. Even if your internal polling is saying, holy shit, Kennedy is going to blow us out of water. What do you do? You make this whole, he can't even win. Hillary Clinton, 99.98% chance. Don't even go out and vote. Because how the fuck does Trump win? Holy shit. The reality is, is no, most people just, they don't, it's the silent majority. They just don't vocalize it. So, man, I think you got to, I'm optimistic about that. I think that there is a massive and overwhelming probably surprising even us level and gross number of of patriots in this country i think that there's a lot of people that just probably first and foremost just you know too old for this shit and they're just i don't give a fuck i'm just going to my job i don't give a fuck but i think there's also a lot of people who yet don't want to say anything and i think all it takes is a couple people to start and you're going to see this massive wave and it doesn't have to be, and I don't mean this in a political, a Trump or a Biden. I just mean an American thing. I I think the people that hate America and are woke and, man, there's a reason why they have to ban everything from social media that doesn't agree with it. It's because it is not the overwhelming belief. The only way you can keep that image is by silencing all dissidents. If you really let it go, if you really just let it run freely... You wouldn't have that image of everyone hates this, everyone hates Trump or America's bad. It's what Sheikh Rivera said. You cannot have a free press in order to have a revolution. It's the first thing, man. You got to silence opposition. And the, the very fact that they silence opposition, I think, shows because they know the vast majority of people are not on board with this. Here's a good example, and I'd love to have your thoughts about this. This morning, a friend of mine posted a, a meme, which was a collage of about nine pictures of Joe Biden getting real friendly with little girls. You've seen them. Yeah, that, yeah those are creepy. And he was immediately sh- shut down. Yeah. And because it was misleading or whatever. Now, right next to his page, some guy posted a photoshopped picture of Trump and Kanye West engaged in lovemaking. And Facebook left that up, but took down yeah. the real photographs of Biden. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, it's like on Reddit, when that image went up of uh, Xi Jinping a couple months ago, and he's he is the coronavirus and he's green. Yes. And it got straight to the front of Reddit and then was shut down. And that same image, but it's Trump stayed at the top for like 12 hours everyone that these all these cases of like you just said about biden sniffing girls or the trump and xi jinping coronavirus people aren't people aren't stupid it's not that it's not like you and i were the only ones that see the censorship again i think the vast majority of people I mean, for every time someone takes a screenshot of their, like, censored thing and posts it and goes, hey, look, I was shut down, there are 99 other people that were also shut down. They just didn't screenshot it because, one, again, I'm too old for this shit. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I think that the average American sees 
the average Reddit user, I mean, you ask anybody and they'll say like, yeah, man, this site sucks. But you know you're shadow banned. You say anything pro-Trump, anything pro-American, you're shadow banned. I don't think people are dumb. I think everyone's going, what the fuck? What the fuck? They, they let bullshit fly. They let anything truth or pro-American or pro-nuclear family gets gets shit to oblivion. I do. I think that there is a massive pool of it, and it is right under the surface. And I think I think Trump is just a symptom of that. He's someone that came out and said he tapped into it. And it doesn't have to be Trump. It could be anyone. The next person can come out. I don't think it's Trump. I think it's the idea. Like, hey, it is okay to love your fucking country. It is okay to put America first. And if you're fucking India, put India first. If you're goddamn Madagascar, put Madagascar first. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your people. Don't be ashamed of who you are. It's okay to be whatever you are, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. Don't. You're not a piece of shit. Dear white Americans, dear Catholics, dear Americans, go fuck yourself. Like to, to all of them, go fuck yourself. Replace and anytime you see that, hey, dear Americans or dear white people, dear straight or you know, anytime you see that, just remove white and put black or Jew or homos. And then look at how incendiary that is. I saw some girls thing on 4th of July. Was, hey, dear white Americans, while you're enjoying your barbecue, try to remember just how racist you are. Hey, dear blacks, it doesn't matter what will come after that. It would be, holy shit, you just, dear, hey, dear Jews, holy shit. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, single parent kids, you say any of that shit and it's over. So it just... I don't know where I'm going with this, man, but it's I don't think that I am unique and I don't think that you are. I think that I think that I I don't give enough of a fuck. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. I don't have pets. I don't have debts. I live with my parents. I haven't I haven't seen my friends in five years that I just don't give a fuck anymore that I can kind of say this shit without repercussion. I don't care. I think that there are a lot of people that do feel that way and I mean, dude, I think you can only tell the vast majority of hardworking people who have never done or said a racist thing in their life. You can only call them backwards, misogynistic, racist pieces of shit for so long before you're going to get a backlash unlike there's never been seen before. It's, It's like what South Park said when Mr. Garrison becomes Trump and he goes to PC principal. And he goes, you don't understand, PC principal. You created me. Your your anti-American PC culture war, you created me. And it's true. You, it, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it just... It, I don't know. It takes one person. It takes one person to not, not be afraid to be patriot. And I don't mean be anti-everyone else. Just don't be afraid to be who you are. Be proud of who you are. I'm white. I'm from New England. I have Irish Catholic roots. Sure, I'm proud of it. If you're Hispanic and Baptist and your fucking mom's from Pakistan, be proud of that. There's nothing wrong with it. Just be who you are. Be proud of who you are. Don't apologize for being who you are. And fuck anyone that says you have to. It's... I'm getting riled up. I'm getting riled up. I think you're right. The problem is there's this huge wave to divide people into alphabet soup. 
and and uh, there's so many acronyms now I can't even keep track of them but they're all different and they've all been slighted in their own ways and we're not one country we're we're uh, just alphabet soup of all these different uh, apparently there's something about being cisgendered do you know what that means uh, I don't even CIS. I don't even know anymore I don't even know either and there's something about how many there's 32 different genders and 73 it's just dividing people dividing that and dividing that into more subsets it it's sinister and I can't help but think this is how I bring this back around is that some Chinese psyops people are yeah. just licking their chops yeah. about the divide yeah divide and conquer and saying this is wonderful the Americans uh, their younger generation can't beat us they can't even decide if they're a boy or a girl yeah it, they've made Americans hate America more than they do right it's It's the complete antithesis of judging someone on their character, not their color of skin. I'm yes. a, I'm a transgender, black, Muslim. Do, cool, that's great. I, like I'm not. I don't care. That's awesome. Like I, I remember I became friends with this one guy, and he finally told me after a couple. He's like, just because he knows I like Trump, and he was like, just so you know, like I, I'm gay, and I hope you're okay with that. And I told him, I don't care. And he said. Oh, that's so relieving. And I said, like, no, man, like, I don't I don't care in, like, a positive or negative way. I don't give a shit. I don't think you're some heathen that's going to go to hell and you're anti-American. And I'm also not going to pat you on the back and say you're stunning and brave. I just don't give a fuck. You're a cool guy. We send memes to each other. You're my friend. That's it. I, I don't give a shit. It's not, I don't care, man. I don't see color. No, I just don't give a fuck, period. I don't give a fuck if you're a guy or a girl, or you take hormones, or you're gay or trans. I just don't give a fuck, good or bad. I just don't care. It's, and the more you try to label everyone into you're this and you're that and you're, dude, it's, it's, I think you can only push it so far before there is a, before it just snaps back. I can only speak for myself, but I can say that when George Floyd, when I watched him get murdered, I was pretty fired up about the need for change and how united everybody was across the political spectrum. But now it has swung so far into just crazy stuff like ABC News saying that if you're white and you go to national parks, you're a racist because you're self-segregating because most people that go to national parks are white and therefore the experience itself is racist to it, it just it's starting to make me angry and i'm about as open-minded as you can come so i can only imagine more conservative people are, are just about fed up with this shit. you can only push people so far you know you can only call you can only call bob who's just a hard-working guy loves america he's a He's a Braves fan. He fucking loves Led Zeppelin. He's got a wife. He's got two kids. He's doing his best to be a dad. He tries to take him to fireworks. He hopes his kids can have a better life than him. He's got a good old sense of humor. He's not perfect. Maybe he's an ass every once in a while. But, you know, he's just, hey, neighbors, and I'm... D Bob, you're a piece of fucking shit racist Nazi. All right, that guy just had a bad day. Hey, Bob, you're a racist Nazi piece... 
okay. When you it gets to a point where you aren't even involved and you're getting you know, it's like when a, there's a fight at a bar. I think Bill Burr said fights are tornadoes. You can just be watching because be careful because you'll just get yanked in there. You're just standing yeah. there and you'll get punched in the face. And then you're like, hey, fuck you. So now you're in the ba- you're now you're in the war. I think you can yeah. only say that to people so long before people that usually just didn't give a fuck. You're going to get them to give a fuck. And it's. I don't know. Maybe I'm being positive. Maybe I'm being way too optimistic, and maybe we're just marching towards a CCP world order. In which case, I've already cemented my place to be exterminated, and um, <laughs> so I guess I don't have a chance. I'll go down flaming. About again, bringing this back around. Social credit. What is the yes? But what is the political philosophy of the founders of Black Lives Matter? We are trained Marxists. Yes. Gee, that sounds an awful lot like the political philosophy of the CCP. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. It's. I don't think there's any way around it. I think the way you start is it starts on the individual level. You know, you can't tell the world how to change itself if you can't make your bed in the morning. You know, you can't can't say what we need to do about global warming if you can't bring yourself to go that extra step to recycle instead of throw it away. I think you can't I can't point fingers at anyone until you start. I start with myself and you got to start with yourself and it just begins by just I don't don't be don't attack anyone. Don't be offensive. Just but, you know, don't apologize. You like your country. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. What a great place to live. You got to start with that. And you just can't. You can't apologize to anyone because you give them an inch, they take 100 miles. And not only that, there is no appeasement. You apologize for being white or straight or anything. You don't apologize and then get accepted with open arms. Then they attack you for something else. You must surely realize that there is no winning. So there's one of two ways to go about this. Just submit or you be yourself, stand up for what you believe in because... That will either result in America coming out, freedom coming out, and general love of humans coming out, or there will be a CCP-dominated future. I would rather fail and die in the process than survive and live in that shitty place. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather die on my feet than survive on my knees. It's and I know that's an extreme example, but like, there's you can you can never submit enough to these people. You can never apologize enough. You can never... You have to just be who you are. Be who you are. Be confident in who you are. You don't need to look to anyone else to know what is good and what is right. Use your gut. You know, you take kids and isolate them on an island. You grow them up. I guarantee you, if one started bullying the others, a kid that was shut off from the rest of the world would probably have the same gut instinct. Hey, that's not nice. You don't need to teach people this shit. Right. Know who you are. Don't apologize for anything. If you know you're being good, be good. And if someone tells you you're a piece of shit, who cares, man? You don't want to be around that person. Well, I I sure hope you're right. We're just going to have to find a way to unite ourselves if we're going to handle what's coming from the CCP. And right now, we're doing a terrible job of it. Terrible job with this virus and then all the violence in the streets and the national guard being called out 
monuments being torn down. The a district attorney and uh, what was it? Somewhere near Nashville, the house was uh, mobbed and shot fireworks at the house and all kinds of just really, really disturbing things are happening. And I'm not saying that the Chinese are behind them. I'm just saying that it benefits them much more than it benefits us. Yeah, man, I think love begets love. I think hate begets hate. Be the best person you are. Don't look for approval from the outside. And do that. I think that's all that matters. It doesn't... Don't let the TV tell you who to hate. Be the... Literally just... Be the best person you can. I think that's all you can do. Yeah, buy America. Be the best person you can. Don't buy into this. There are people that have an agenda. They want us to. They want us to hate each other. Don't. Yeah, I, that which. That which is constantly tearing down, censoring, and canceling. That is a beast that exists on the destruction of everything else. It cannot create. It is not about love. It is not about acceptance. It is about constantly destroying everything. That cannot exist because it will eventually destroy everything. It will burn itself out like a fire. A fire can start as a little thing and turn to a raging forest fire. Left unchecked, it will burn the whole earth and then go out. Right. That which is based in hatred and censoring and canceling and killing, it, it, it cannot produce anything but that. So be your own source of sunshine. Be a good person. Lock and load, and don't be afraid to be American. That's all I got today, Paul. I like it. All right, sir. And, yeah, again, for everyone listening, this is available on Spotify, BitChute, DTube. All those links will be in the description, be in the top comment. And um, I hope you enjoy it. And um, don't apologize for who you are. Paul Whitcomb, thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend. I'll see you. All right. Peace, buddy.